RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. I'm reading from a stuff story dated June 26th, so only a week or so ago. South Auckland Birthing Centre risks closure after Te Whatu Order won't fund it. South Auckland Birthing Centre that offers pregnant people, people, women, I would have thought, a free alternative to hospital care risks closure to lack of funds. And uh, we wanted to find out a bit about this. So Tish Tahir is from mm-hmm. the Ngaho Mangari Birthing Centre in South Auckland that is under a risk of closing. Tish, welcome to Reality Check Radio. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you're welcome, Paul. It's an honour to be here and to speak oh, about you. the centre. It's an honour to have you because you folk do incredible work. So thank you for that. Thank you. And it's sad to hear that um, there's a sort of question mark. It's up in the air as to as to your future, I guess, after the end of 2023. So what's going on here with Te Whatu Order? Okay, so Te Whatu Order in itself is um, undergoing major, major changes with the new health reforms. And so they are particularly interested in what we're doing here. It is just a matter of timing and funding because um, we are actually, uh, the, the new health strategy under Tafatawara, Kahu Taurima, is talking about the first 2,000 years of um, anyone's life. You're looking at the care that's um, around Sorry, those not, not 2,000 years, years not 2,000 days. 2,000 days. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, days. I thought we were going uh, uh, on a religious <laughs> story there for a moment. Yeah, 2,000 days. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes, yeah, 2,000 days. So it's looking at the delivery of uh, services, maternity services, um, in a different way. Um, the new design, new model design, and actually looking at what's been a barrier in the past uh, to those very um, populations that have been marginalised in the healthcare system. How does that translate to birthing then? Because well, I think there, there are quite a number of births are home births. I mean, two of my three were home births. First one was at a hospital. Yay, we're, going back, home we're, going birth. Back, we're going back quite a while for that. And that was very successful, a beautiful experience, no downside at all. So there's that. Who are you talking about and how are they marginalised? Well, we're talking about specifically Māori and Pacific and other women that live in high deprivation areas um, and suffer a disproportionate burden of maternal mortality. Right. Okay. How how much more do we know? Um, I can't tell you those statistics right off, but yeah. if anybody looks at the continuing um, perinatal and maternal mortality review committee findings, um, annually, you'll see those ethnic groups and uh, those women, those communities, have still got high mortality rates in their babies. Yeah, that's so sad. It's um, very sad. And you, your um, birthing centre, uh, I take it um, helps a lot of those people, a lot of those women. Am I allowed Most to say women or is it people now who are pregnant? Because I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> well, with... Well, we we are embracing the LBGQT. Ever had a pregnant man turn up? No, we haven't okay. had a pregnant man. I'm not going to labour that know. point, but carry on. No, well, we we call them labour. Well. Labour, labour, labour. 
<laughs> That's enough of the yeah. Okay, sorry. Carry on. Also, what we do specifically now, point of difference um, <clears throat> with the other in comparison with the other birthing units in South Auckland is that we have a different model of care here. Our model of care here is um, quite culturally responsive. Um, it actually, even though we look after low-risk women, we're not the solution for everything in the maternity system, right? But we are definitely a solution um, as in looking at uh, solutions to the current problem. And the current problem is that lots of women, especially in the community here in South Auckland, don't get an option. Their right. options are being limited. And what, limited just to home or... No, limited to hospital care, which is already overworked and um, offers yeah. a design of care that's that <clears throat> causes barriers with Martin Pacific families. It's a bit of a production line, isn't it, in the hospital? Is that what you're saying? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I worked, I worked at the local Middlemore Hospital for 22 years, so I do understand that's, that it's the care we give here is by far a higher quality. Yeah. And how so? How does that um, how does that work? Uh, what are the sensitivities that you have to have, and what are the cultural differences in the birthing experience that um, that we should know about? Well, it's about how people are treated, whether you're you know whatever ethnicity you are, and when you're given resources where the carer um, works in an environment that is also. Um, appealing as well as appealing to the woman because the centre here is a is a fantastic facility and yeah. it lends itself to the fact that it immediately makes women feel at ease when they come in, whether you're in labour or coming to an antenatal clinic or coming to a parenting class, um, the whole um, ambience in the centre and the staff here, you know, um, greet all the clients and their whānau with respect. And I'm not saying that that's not the same in other places, but, you know, it is a real, um, it is actually the first impressions that that really alter the way that a labour will go yeah. or an appointment will go. Yeah. And the women here usually have a designated um, midwife that they have been looked after through their pregnancy so you know some people might say oh that is a real luxury having your own midwife and there's so many high-risk women in our community you know who's going to use that service well you know some it's got to start somewhere and we've got to pull it back to primary birthing medicalization of birth is increasing yeah. and so on so many levels it is it is not a good outlook um fiscally we can't afford it it's skyrocketing. Um, the fact, you know, in terms of human, um, <clears throat> in fact, uh, you know, in terms of um, the start of families, we, we want the best start for families and we want to be able to ensure that, you know, um, women are healthy in their pregnancies. So when they come to labour, they're not having to have drugs because, you know, the only the only pain relief we offer here is uh, the water um, in the <clears throat> birthing pools and gas. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's about the whole 
childbirth journey being something that is led by the woman and her whānau instead of the health professional, you know, if she's eligible and she has no risk factors at all. Yeah. But even before then, it's about educating young mums or first-time mothers about birth and about taking care of yourself. The centre can lend itself to opening up so many different services as well as a community hub. We can right. have cooking classes well, coming out of the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cooking and nutrition classes, um, looking at contraception coming out of this place, um, immunisation, uh, lactation services for breastfeeding, because breastfeeding is a really big component of primary maternity. When you said vaccination, yeah. what vaccination are you talking about? We're talking about childhood vaccinations that right. that babies have. We're not talking about anything else, but yeah, the okay. routine vaccination. Okay, gotcha. How busy are you? How how busy is your service? And, well, and, we, and how much has right. it grown? That's another question too. All right. So over the four years, we've had 876 births with only seven rooms of the 20 rooms here open. And that's how, how much we were funded for by the right foundation. We could only open seven rooms. So you've got more capacity so, just sitting there. Yes. So what we've tried to do is one wing has been used for um, a midwife, a self-employed midwives who run the antenatal clinics here and they, they rent out the rooms. Right. So... Your proposal then to to Fatu Order is that this may be a better way, and I know that you think it is because of that whole medicalization of birth. And I think you're right to point that out. Which actually, it's a bit of an arm wrestle, isn't it, between that and kind of doing it the way you're doing it. There's yeah, it is a scrap on for market share in a way. Let me put it that way. People think you're being idealistic, but, you know, midwifery has been um, in practice for thousands and thousands of years, one of the oldest professions next to another profession, you know, yeah, and... Yeah, probably even older than that one. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And the basic principles of that um, have always been a bit of art and science and ensuring that, you know, you have a healthy outcome for mother and baby. And you don't need a lot of technology for that if you are giving good input preconceptually and during the pregnancy. So what are, I mean, you you touched on it at the start, though, but do you think that Tefatu Order is interested in this way of doing it? Or are they going to get bound up in this, uh, like this arm wrestle between medicalization and more the traditional, you know, steeped in history um, uh, yeah, that, that is truly an arm wrestle. I truly believe um, that there are people in Tafata Water who, who can see what we've been doing. It's not like they have to build a new centre and prove what their strategy is going to be. We've been in operation for four years and have given great results. We've had excellent results. Um, one of them being that Pacific women, um, before we were open, about 5 to 10% of Pacific women in the country were birthing in a primary unit. They were all going to secondary hospitals to have their babies previously. Here, out of the numbers that we've had, 52, 52% of the births here have been Pacific women. That's wow. a 500% 
increase. Yeah. You know, um, it's getting over those um, narratives of Pacific birthing in New Zealand is, oh, you can go to the hospital because there's a doctor there. It's yeah. safer. You're safe to go in the, in the white coat will turn up and make everything yes. okay. I take yes. it anyone, though, can access your service. Anyone. I mean, a- a- anyone who's pregnant. <laughs> yes. Anyone that's pregnant. Yep. If you're a person that's pregnant, um, so it's not just specifically for those groups that you mentioned. It's it's there for everyone, right? It is there for everyone, most definitely, Paul. But, you know, we understand that there was a similar facility in Parnell for years and years and years, you know, Um, and having this this quality of service here in the heart of South Auckland – um, is a really big thing, especially for those that have already been through the service. The consumers have driven a, a petition of late, and they're the ones that have been feeding back on social media about their experiences here. Those stories that these um, families are coming in with make you, make you really um, make you really believe that what you're doing is affirmed. You know, yeah. feel vindicated. Well, that that's how you know for sure. Um, when do you expect to have some hint or idea of how this is going to turn out? Because we're in July now. You know, it's it doesn't take long to get to the end of the year. No, it doesn't. And there's election coming up as well. And yeah. so, you know, there's all kinds of hurdles that we need to get through before the end of the year. But I think we're moving on some things that might produce a result sooner than the end of the year. Okay. And do you have a feel for how, which way it might go? Um, oh, how long is a piece of string? Anything yeah, can happen. Yeah. Anything yeah. can happen. You know, we, we've we seen projects in health that are, are set to go and the last sign-off is there and then there's been a, an earthquake or whatever. <laughs> Don't say that. get pulled. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, something gets in the way. Left yes. field, last minute. Um, yes. Do you have any thoughts as to, because you mentioned the election, is there is the, is there a better, do you have an idea of which political side might be more, what's the word, you know, friendly <laughs> to you? Uh, no, I, 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 I don't want to comment on that at all. No um, comment? Yeah, fair no enough. comment. Let's just say for the past four years we've been ignored. Okay. The quiet part out loud. I, I hear you. All right. And um, the Wright Foundation, they are hanging in with you to the end of the year. How have they been to as a partner, as a, a funder? Oh, they've been awesome. I, I you know, I, I can honestly say hand on heart that we've been given a gift here in South Auckland. We've been given a gift. Like, People on the outside who hear about it, hear about us not having any government funding, go, oh, but what are you getting in? How much are you getting in for the births? Uh, zero. Yeah. Oh, no, but pays the staff. The right foundation. Everything has been paid by the right foundation. Yeah. The only people that are getting paid are the self-employed midwives that come and bring their women here. They get paid directly by um, <clears throat> Water. I've met Chloe Wright. She's quite a woman. Yes. For sure. Yes. All right. And it seems like uh, then if if something isn't signed off by the end of the year, you'll have this incredible facility sitting there. And I've seen pictures 
of the outside and i can as we're talking i can see you know it's it's pretty well set up you know it's it's mm-hmm. it's not just like an old converted shack or anything it's no. the real thing well that just sit idle if there's oh no definitely not the, you but know, you'll have to find other uses right we'll find other uses you know there there can be a collaboration of other health services working with us alongside with us here at the birthing center it's you know that is around maternity and the early years so you, you won't you might just have to kind of rework what you do but you're not going to disappear is what is what you're saying is it uh, yes that's definitely what i'm saying okay well that's um really interesting to speak with you we're aware of the situation and i'm wondering if our audience um and many of them very much support you know the non-medicalization of of birth let's say how can they show their support is there anything they can do to send emails out or or anything like um, that to to yes. people that might help persuade you know whoever so, it is that, that yeah, signs that piece of paper for- there's the consumer group that has started um, uh, made up of those who have been um, users of the service. So they've started an online petition. Oh, cool. And yep. they're going to keep it going for the next three months just in case if I do want to do an about turn yeah. of their thinking. Yeah. So this is the um, this is the link. It's our.actionstation1word.org.nz. Yep. And it's Keep Ngaho Mangati Birthing Centre Open is the title of the petition. We'll put that information up with the replay of this interview because we replay everything and we'll put the link with the replay link so you know people can listen to it and then they can go in and do what they got to do. Excellent. Look, um, thanks for giving us a bit of time, Tish. Like I say, you're doing great work and uh, I hope it all works out. We'll keep an eye on things and maybe we'll talk again. Yes, maybe, Paul. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Tish Tahir from the Mangari Birthing Centre. All the best. Thank you. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.